Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store. Orleans Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By L.L. Bean. Inspiring you to get outdoors. LLBean.com. By Celestron. Offering binoculars and scopes for birders of all levels. Celestron.com. By Birds and Beans Shade-Grown Bird-Friendly Coffee. Birdsandbeans.com. And by Chimani. Visiting a national park? Let Chimani guide you. Chimani.com. Good morning. Welcome to our show, number 582. Happy Independence Day weekend here on the 3rd of July. And a belated happy Canada Day to all of our friends north of the border. Canada Day was on Friday the 1st. Meanwhile, back here in the U.S. again, we're announcing another bonus prize state. It's the Buckeye State, Ohio. Here's the deal. If you call into our show from that great state on our Mystery Bird Contest today, you'll win a special bonus prize automatically. The amazing, incredible Backyard Birdsong Guide from the Cornell Lab of Ornithology and the great Don Krudzma. It's really a hardcover book and an audiobook all in one. It has not only descriptions and range maps and illustrations of more than 80 bird species, it also lets you play the song of each bird as you see it in the guide. So if you're in Ohio and you get to us at our Mystery Bird Contest this morning, you'll win that special prize automatically. In addition to the other prizes, you might also win. So get ready, Buckeye Staters. Extra, extra, read all about it. Here are some of the stories and videos we have for you on our Facebook page this week. Dinosaur age wings preserved in amber and covered in feathers. A website that collects obituaries for birds and why we should use it. And Snowball the Parrot lends credence to the theory that birds may process sound the same way that humans do. Some of what we have for you on our Facebook page right now. Of course, you can also find stories like those, including those stories themselves, through an online search if you're not a Facebook follower. Well, as you've heard us say many times here on Talking Birds, 2016 marks the 100th anniversary of the National Park Service. And here to school us a bit about another of our national parks, along with more info about the Every Kid in a Park initiative for fourth graders and their families, is our Charlotte Wesselick from up in Alberta, Canada, with her Charlotte's weblog. Alberta bound, Alberta bound. It's good to be Alberta bound. Good morning, Charlotte. Good morning, Ray. Zion was Utah's first national park established in 1919, and it's one of the world's great concentrations of outstanding natural and cultural features. The park is best known for its stunning red rock formations and nine canyons, which represent 150 million years of sedimentation. Mexican spotted owls, lazuli buntings, broad-tailed hummingbirds, and bullocks orioles all breed in the park. Reptiles are also very prevalent, with 44 species including desert tortoises, night snakes, and gila monsters. Visit the Zion National Park website at nps.gov slash Zion to find more about this great park. As a reminder, the U.S. National Park Service turns 100 years old in August and is celebrating with their Every Kid in a Park program. 
As part of every kid in a park, all fourth graders in the United States, including homeschoolers and their families, qualify for free annual passes to all federally managed national parks, forests, and wildlife refuges. Visit everykidnapark.gov for more information and to print your free park pass to enjoy this summer. I love sharing my photos and another place to find me is on Instagram, where my username is prairiebirder. I post bird, mammal, and the occasional farm photos too. If you love seeing what others are posting on Instagram, it's a great way to follow along and you don't need a smartphone to view the posts. That's all for this week, Ray. I'll talk to you next time and wishing everyone on both sides of the border a happy holiday weekend. Thanks, Charlotte, and belated happy Canada Day wishes to you. We look for you at prairiebirder.com and on Instagram, username prairiebirder. Well, today's conservation salute comes with an asterisk. The salute goes to the city of Paris, another place with a lot of automobiles. And a lot of air pollution. But a city that announced a crackdown Friday on older polluting cars. Cars registered before 1997 are no longer allowed on the streets of Paris from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. on weekdays. So no more speeding along the Seine in your 74 Citroën. Saturdays and Sundays accepted. Dozens of police have been out warning motorists that driving their old cars will soon get them a fine of 35 euros, about $39. Officials say that cars more than 10 years old cause half of the city's air pollution. Paris's air violates European Union norms on a regular basis and is estimated to cut six to eight months off the life expectancy of its city's residents. Now, the asterisk part, of course, relates to the fact that it would seem that these fines will fall disproportionately upon those who can least afford to pay them. But here's something that should be a little less controversial that Paris officials also did on Friday in the interests of preserving our planet. They enacted a ban on a thing that often ends up fouling our lakes and rivers and oceans and kills birds and fish and marine mammals and could end up poisoning humans. It's those nasty, thin plastic bags that they hand out at store checkout counters. File under polluting pouches prohibited in Paris. Still to come on our show today, the estimable Mike O'Connor from the famous Bird Watchers General Store in Cape Cod will be here to tell us about how to get up close and personal with Dumatella carolinensis. That would be the gray catbird. And also today we'll focus a bit on the idea of birding by ear through a revisit with our friend Jerry Barrier. And through three birds, we'll meet in this morning's featured Feathered Friends segment in just a few seconds. Talking Birds is made possible in part by Celestron, a leading optics company offering binoculars and spotting scopes for birders of all levels. Celestron is dedicated to education and bird conservation and proudly supports many nonprofit organizations that share the same commitment. Celestron says, We care about birds and nature in our backyard as well as yours. Enhance your view with Celestron. Visit Celestron.com and discover more. Which of the following birds can claim the title Mosquito Prince? Is it A, Acadian flycatcher, B, alder flycatcher, or C, yellow-bellied flycatcher? 
Well, the answer is that all of the above and several other flycatcher species can claim that title because they all belong to the genus Empidonax. That's a word derived from the Greek words empis, mosquito, and annex, prince, and referencing the bird's great skill at catching insects, including mosquitoes, on the fly. These Empidonax flycatchers tend to be very hard to tell apart visually, and we've picked three of them to lump together for today's Featured Feathered Friends segment. In fact, a lot of birders would like to see Empidonax flycatchers lumped into a single species because they're so tricky to separate by sight. We have a friend whose two-word t-shirt calls upon the folks who provide the common names of birds to lump Empidonax! Exclamation point. To provide an idea of how similar these three Empidonax flycatchers look, the Acadian is described as having olive gray upper parts, the alder flycatcher, olive brown upper parts, and the yellow-bellied flycatcher, olive green upper parts. Olive, olive, and more olive, just like most of the other Empidonax flycatchers. So here's where birding by ear comes in handy. Taking these three birds as examples, listen to how different they sound from one another. First, the pizza song of the Acadian flycatcher. Then the Phoebeer alder flycatcher song. and the yellow-bellied flycatcher. A trio of visually similar but audibly different Empidonax flycatchers. The Acadian, Empidonax virescens, the alder, Empidonax alnorum, and the yellow-bellied, Empidonax flaviventris. Today's three Talkin' Birds featured Feathered Friends. Talkin' Birds is sponsored in part by Chimani, providing free outdoor mobile app travel guides to plan and navigate your journey to more than 400 national parks, monuments, and historic sites. From Acadia to Zion, go to Chimani.com. That's C-H-I-M-A-N-I.com to download your free app today. So you hear a bird you think you've heard before, but you can't quite remember what it is. Well, one way to do so is to associate what you hear with a memorized phrase or maybe a little rhyming poem. Mnemonics, they call it. And here to help us present a few examples is our friend Jerry Barrier. Jerry happens to be blind, and he's quite adept at something many of us wish we were better at, birding by ear. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Ray. Great to have you back with us on the show. Jerry, how helpful has using mnemonics been for you in identifying birds that you hear? I started learning uh, bird sounds when I was uh, in my 20s, back in the 70s, and I used mnemonics probably more than any other uh, trick or any other memory aid, at least at first, and I still do. Mm-hmm. I find they're very helpful. If I can make one up myself, that's the, the greatest way. 
but I'm not very creative when it comes to mnemonics. In fact, sometimes I'm amazed at the things people say they think birds say. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of uh, of wine tastings when they when they come up with all these incredibly <laughs> complex uh, tastes that are allegedly in. In those wines, you know, uh, subject to individual interpretation, I guess. Right. Well, we put together a list of some birds here, Jerry, and um, some mnemonics that go with them, at least the kind of traditional ones. And as you say, you can make up your own, which is probably more effective, I would think, because it's something you thought of. Right. But there are these traditional ones, and we'll start off with one that's... uh, I think pretty familiar that a lot of people know. And uh, we'll play the sound here. Jerry, you can tell us what the bird is and what the classic mnemonic for it is. Here we go. Okay. All right. (laughs) And it is. That is a barred owl. And I would say that that one came from down south somewhere because... Sometimes they sound like they say, who cooks for you? But it sounded like that one said, who cooks for you all? You all, right. <laughs> <laughs> right, a little southern uh, flavor right. uh, in the, in the barn, a barred owl, not to be confused with what I almost said, the barn owl. Yes. Barred owl, who cooks for you or who cooks for you all? And, uh, okay, how about this one? Everybody has heard this bird for sure. I think you might know what that is, uh, Jerry. Yes, I believe that is the American robin, and it seems to say something like, cheer up, cheerily, cheer up. And it's very similar to what a couple of other birds say, such as the scarlet tanager, Mm -hmm. except that it sounds like it has a sore throat, (laughs) and it also says chick-burr every once in a while. Mm -hmm. And rose-breasted grosbeak is another one that sounds pretty similar. Yes, it sounds like a robin that took some singing lessons. Singing lessons. (laughs) Right. Rose-breasted grosbeak. Okay, variations on the American Robins, cheer up, cheerily, cheer up. And here's another one that uh, most folks would recognize. That is Jerry? Well, I'm having a little trouble hearing that one. I think Uh, that was the spring call of the chickadee, but... Yeah, black-capped chickadee. um, And it seems to say... Uh, something like sweetie, or some people, uh, there are various words that people use, but what it is not is the Phoebe, which sometimes people uh, think of. The Phoebe says Phoebe, as this one sort of seems to say, but the Phoebe has a much rougher, burrier sound, and a more abrupt sound. Well, I hope you can hear this one, Jerry. Well, that's, that's the Bob White. The northern Bob White, another one that basically kind of says its name. 
Right. How about this one? This might be a little trickier. The bird from the east, Jerry. Well, um, again, I had a little trouble hearing that one, so I'm just getting a single tone from it for some reason. Um, that was the eastern meadowlark. Oh, I, I couldn't yeah. hear. I only could hear one tone. Uh, yeah, the eastern meadowlark and... Uh, but spring of the year is what a lot of right. people uh, interpret that as saying. Let's play it again. Maybe you'll hear it better, or maybe we can just get that sense of what it's trying to say there. Okay. I like the mnemonic for that because it really does sound to me like it says spring of the year. How about this one? All right, that one I can hear. Okay. Um, that's actually probably the very first one I ever learned. That's the Eastern Tohee, which I've also heard called the Rufus-sided Tohee. Yeah, I've I think that's the old name of it. Yeah. yeah. And that one seems to say, drink your tea. And my kids have known that sound from the time they were very small, because mm -hmm. I used to always point it out when I would hear it. That's a, that's a wonderful mnemonic. That is a really good one. Yeah, you're right, because this, that really does... That really does kind of fit with drink, yep. drink your tea, I think. And then every once in a while, that bird will say its name. It'll say Tui. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's move on from tea, Jerry, and go to something a little harder here, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> now, that one I'm having no trouble hearing. Yeah. And uh, that is the olive-sided flycatcher. Mm -hmm. And it obviously is saying, quick, three beers. <laughs> quick, three beers. <laughs> exactly. All right. We're gonna, we got to move along quickly here. Let's try, the, let's try this one here, Jerry. Can you hear that one? No, and I'm going to okay. take a guess that yeah. that's the uh, yellow warbler. That's a pretty good guess, yeah. Some say saying, sweet, sweet, a little more sweet. Right. Some kind of, of those higher-pitched sounds are not coming through the phone not line. Not coming but, through. Uh, I'm going yeah. to skip ahead to one here, Jerry, because we're getting short on time. But here's one that's... This is not exactly a, a mnemonic, I guess, but uh, you can see what this will remind you of. How's that one coming through? Wow, that's coming through well. I can hear that one. And uh, that reminds me of the last time I dropped a ping pong ball on the table. <laughs> <laughs> that is a uh, uh, field sparrow. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah exactly the way that uh, the way it speeds up there toward the end, like a ball would do when it bounces. Yeah, that's a great one. I think yeah. that's a it's yeah, a really it good. Um, there are some others like this. The song sparrow. This has a kind of a well. This is a mnemonic that's a little bit hard to swallow. I think maybe, but. Beautiful sounding bird, and uh, one of the mnemonics suggested is "Madge, Madge, pick beetles off. The water's hot." <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think maybe somebody had had three beers when they <laughs> came up with that one. <laughs> yes, I've also heard uh, "Maids, maids, maids, put the kettle little little on," and I have trouble <laughs> with all the mnemonics that are associated with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Barrier is a great Bay State birder and creator of the website Bird Blind. Org. Any quick final suggestions, Jerry, about birding by ear? Well, one thing I do is I carry a small digital voice recorder with me mm -hmm. uh, so that when I hear a bird that I'm not familiar with, 
I can get a recording of it because try as I might, I find that I have trouble remembering an unusual sound until I get home and compare it with the recordings that I have. Mm-hmm. That's one suggestion. And uh, I, I think just keeping your ears open and listening all the time and always try to be creative and come up with these little mnemonics to, to learn new birds. Well said. Birdblind.org is the website. Jerry Barrier, thanks, Jerry. We'll talk again soon. Thank you, Ray. Coming up, our mystery bird contest in just one minute. The Amazon's rainforest is being cut down so fast that by 2030, 55% of it could be completely wiped out. The Earth's forest can't speak up when they need help, but we can. Be the voice for those who have no voice. Visit worldwildlife.org. If we continue to consume our natural resources at the rate we do now, by 2050, it could take three Earths to meet our needs. The Earth can't speak up when it needs help, but we can. Be the voice for those who have no voice. Visit worldwildlife.org. I don't recycle. I mean, we can just find another planet for your kids to live on, you know? Noted non-recycler Tommy Crenshaw talks about the future. Oh, I can totally see finding another planet that can support life when ours fills up with trash. Log on to yougottobekidding.org and learn about all the ways you can recycle. Unless you're into lame excuses like Tommy's. Hey, recycling's just not my thing. Starting over on a new planet? Now that's exciting. Don't be that guy. Unless you want people looking at you funny. Log on to yougottobekidding.org. It's our mystery bird contest. Call us at this number if you want to take a chance at our beautiful Droll Yankees Bottoms Up Finch Feeder. That's our prize today. Perfect for goldfinches, for example, that can feed upside down while other less desirable species cannot. Uh, 781-837-4900 is the number. 781-837-4900. Our bonus prize state is Ohio. We have a beautiful special bonus prize automatically for you if you call us from Ohio on our mystery bird contest. 781-837-4900 is the number. Here's the sound of our mystery bird. Looks a lot better than it sounds. A smallish bluish-purple wading bird that stalks shallow waters for small fish and amphibians. Its eyes are yellow, its bill is dark gray with a black tip, and its legs and feet are dark. Our bird is most common in Florida and along the Gulf of Mexico, but also found in summer along the Atlantic coast as far north as Massachusetts. That's our mystery bird. What do you think it is? Tell us or take a guess. Our drawing will determine our winner if we get no correct answers. 781-837-4900. 781-837-4900. Meanwhile, let's ask Mike live in just one minute. Hi, this is Scott Whitensall, naturalist and author of Living on the Wind. Like me, you probably love this time of the year, when the birds that fill our summer with song and color return for another season. But there are fewer and fewer of them every year. Fortunately, one of the easiest and most effective ways to conserve high-quality songbird habitat in Latin America is to drink shade-grown coffee that carries the bird-friendly certification of the Smithsonian Migratory Bird Center. Birds and Beans is the only brand that sells only bird-friendly coffee. It's USDA organic certified, and also certified as fair trade, so whether you're concerned about bird conservation, environmental health, or social justice, it's the right choice. And it's delicious coffee. Best of all, Bird Friendly is the most stringent shade coffee certification program in the world, so you know that your purchase is directly conserving critical habitat for the warblers, thrushes, and other beautiful birds that make this time of the year such a delight. Thanks. The birds will be grateful. Or we have a special theme for Mike uh, for today only. Right. 
I, I got new theme music. How do you like it? It's pretty nice, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm going to have to say I don't like it. You don't like it. No. Yeah. Well, it's about cats and, you know, but anyway, we're talking not about cats, but cat birds today. Cat birds is right. You like cat birds. Everybody yeah, likes yeah. cat I'll, birds. You know, uh, despite their unfortunate name, this yeah. is one of my favorite birds, <laughs> cat birds. So the and they're also is, yeah. a little bit underrated in terms yeah. of backyard birds. You know, everybody, cardinal, chickadees, hummingbirds, goldfinches, kind of what everybody seems to want to get. But catbirds will readily come to a backyard, and they're probably out there more than you think. And they come, you can easily attract them. I know in our yard we have several pairs, and we, we put out, and I know a lot of people try different things, but in our yard they seem to adore raisins, mm-hmm. regular raisins that, you know, that you that people sometimes put in cookies, try to fool you when you really think you're getting chocolate chips. Well, the raisins, you put these out, and the catbirds come, and they we go through probably about a half a pound of raisins a day. Hmm. Wow. Um, coming, well, catbirds coming. Catbirds are gray, that kind of kind of a handsome gray, a little black cap, a rufous on their tail. And um, you know because cause they make that cat call that you hear all the time. <laughs> And they also, they're mimics, like mockingbirds and thrashes, and you hear them making a jumble call, usually more in the thickets than in, while they're coming to the feeder. Other people get them on jelly, grape jelly, the same grape jelly people put out for Orioles. Capras like it. As a matter of fact, there's one on the feeder right now coming for some jelly. Um, and mealworms, they'll come for mealworms also. And I was, re- I was reading online a few minutes ago, some, some guy puts out baked potatoes. <laughs> no, the boiled potatoes, I guess. Boy, and they come for that, but maybe that's just on St. Patrick's Day. I don't know about that. <laughs> All right. Uh, meanwhile, Mike, I noticed you have a new sign there on the uh, Birdwatchers General Store cam out there in front of your store. It says, notice due to Brexit, we no longer sell bird seed for English sparrows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I knew yeah. the repercussions of Brexit were big, but I didn't know they went there. Yeah, oh, no, we, yeah, the birds, this is serious. Once it's not affecting birds, we, we take all this stuff seriously. Meow, 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 Massachusetts. We're back here now at the Mystery Bird Contest, trying to identify this uh, less than pleasant sounding bird, but a beautiful one to see. A smallish, bluish purple wading bird that st- uh, stalks shallow waters for small fish and amphibians. Its eyes are yellow, its bill is dark gray with a black tip, its legs and feet are dark. Our bird most common in Florida and along the Gulf of Mexico, but also found in summer along the Atlantic coast as far north as Massachusetts. What is it? 781-837-4900 is the number. Our prize is the Droll Yankees Bottoms Up Finch Feeder. And a bonus prize. I forgot to mention this. We have a 12-ounce bag of our favorite coffee, Birds and Beans. Shade-grown, bird-friendly coffee. Our bonus prize, plus our special Ohio bonus prize. If you happen to call in from that great state, 781-837-4900 is the number to call. And uh, we have Andrew in Situate, Massachusetts. Good morning, Andrew. Yes, good morning, Mary. Good morning, and happy 4th, even though it's only the 3rd. Yes, happy pre-4th. How's that? <laughs> All right, pre-4th is good. Independence Day weekend. And uh, what about our mystery bird, Andrew? My guess would be the little blue heron. Let me check. Exactly correct. Little blue heron. That is a very cool-looking bird to see, if not uh, if not to hear. Have you seen one around uh, Situate Way? Well, they sometimes spotted around this part, these parts. 
I don't think Andrew could hear me because our audience was too enthusiastic there. I can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen any, any little blue herons around uh, the situate area? Uh, I haven't seen any. Yeah. Well, well, keep looking. Once in a while they're out there in this part of the world. Oh, they're a marvelous bird. They look beautiful. They are indeed. Uh, Andrew, thank you. Stay on the line. We'll get your address and send you that uh, beautiful Droll Yankees feeder. Why, thank you. Okay, thanks. Uh, I think we mentioned something about b birds that are, this bird being blue, but also white. Little blue herons, immature ones, like to associate with snowy egrets because they can catch more fish that way. They're able to blend in with the snowies because those young little blue herons have white plumage, not blue. That is going to wrap it up for our show this morning. We are out of time. Thank you so much. Happy Independence Day weekend to all. The executive producer of Talking Birds is Mark Duffield. Our associate producer is Debbie Bleacher. Our engineer is Jesse Wilkins. I'm Ray Brown. See you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store. Orleans Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By L.L. Bean. Inspiring you to get outdoors. LLBean.com. By Celestron. Offering binoculars and scopes for birders of all levels. Celestron.com. By Birds and Beans Shade Grown Bird Friendly Coffee. Birdsandbeans.com. And by Chimani. Visiting a national park? Let Chimani guide you. Chimani.com.